Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome back, Mama. This is another episode of The Calm Cast, a special little pop-up podcast within the Happy Mama movement that I have created to support mamas and myself through this time. What happens when suddenly everybody's at home together? When home education and work are all crammed into the home, when our children are under our feet all of the time. Often our relationship suffers. If you have a partner at home with you, you may be finding this is bringing you together closer than ever, or you may be finding that this is cause of great strain, that maybe the cracks that were beginning to show before are now getting bigger and bigger. I wanted to reach out to someone to interview them about relationships during this time. Intimacy, passion, connection. I know that there's already so much on your plate, but I want you to know that getting support from your partner, having honest conversations, connecting and understanding what each other needs is paramount right now. Asaya McKinney is a well-known sexologist, relationship therapist, tantric yoga teacher. She joined me on the podcast to talk about intimacy, honesty, and connection during the COVID-19 pandemic. She's also created a resource to help you and your partner reconnect during this time. If you go to my show notes, you'll find all of the details. Enjoy. podcast dedicated to changing the conversation about what it means to be a mother and a woman in this day and age. I'm Amy taylor Cabaz, author, mama and former journalist. 
After spending 15 years chasing news and burning myself out trying to be Superwoman, I realised that I was chasing a dream that no longer served me. And since then, have dedicated myself to understanding the transition that we go through as women when our whole identity shifts with motherhood. Every week, I will bring you the very best insights and inspiration I can find to help us all change the way we feel about this time in our lives and create a movement that allows us to honour motherhood differently. Messiah, thank you so much for joining the Happy Mama Movement podcast and this particular what I'm calling calm cast for mamas during this time. Oh, thank you so much for having me. And I love that. I love that name, the calm cast. I think we all need a little bit of more of that right now. That's right. The right messages coming into our ear instead of all of the panic around us. Yes. But we're here to talk about intimacy, our relationships, how to navigate this time when we are really confined and we're at home. And in particular, of course, this is a message for mamas who really have so much going on in their world and in their life just as we before we set a record for this podcast you actually heard one of my children come in in tears really upset because she couldn't do something for her schoolwork that she really wanted to do because we can't get cardboard right now and it was just this beautiful reminder that The women who are listening to this right now, this is their life too. They're trying to perhaps continue with work or doing things that their family need them to do. They've got children whose emotions are high. We are, we're usually multitasking and split between many different things, but right now that's even more. And then we've got our relationship on top of that. So that's what we're here to talk about. There is so much going on for all of us right now. I think, you know, we're all experiencing heightened emotion to some degree. We're all experiencing so much uncertainty. We don't know how long this is going to last. For many people, jobs that they thought were really secure are now uncertain. Uh, Kids don't know when they'll get to go back to school or see their friends. Uh, There is so much going on for all of us. It it can kind of feel like we're in a bit of a pressure cooker uh, together. So absolutely, there is so much more pressure on on all of us as individuals and on our relationships as well. And I often say to mamas, you are the space holder. You know, one of the powers of the divine feminine, one of the powers of women is that we do have the capacity to hold so much at once. This is actually our superpower. But at the same time, as you said, that can end up like a pressure cooker. So we need to be really mindful how we're going to do this. How do we be the one that calms the tears about not seeing school friends or doing schoolwork the right way, calms a partner who may be facing a job loss or an uncertain future, does everything but not stretch ourselves too much? Yeah. 
Oh gosh, even in that question, I'm like, oh, I can, I can kind of feel the pressure yes. in my chest that I know so many people are facing around this. And, and I think, you know, I just really want to start by saying to everyone that this is not an easy time. And probably most people are going to feel challenges. Most people are going to feel like they're getting it wrong. It's totally normal if you and your partner are more snappy with each other than normal. If you're seeing things that, you know, might have kind of been simmering just under the surface, but you thought that they were okay, if suddenly that feels like a boiling pot and everything's starting to come to the surface and that you just are not sure how to deal with it all. I just want to say that 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 is totally normal for right now. And I think, you know, one of the things that we probably all need in this time is a little more gentleness and um, empathy and compassion even for ourselves. I know we're all doing our best right now and, and we're just really getting through it as best we can. Sometimes that isn't always going to look the way we might, you know, imagine it looking. Exactly. Thank you for saying that. It actually brought emotion to the surface for me just hearing you say that. And I think we need that for each other as much as possible, just to acknowledge in the other, I see you're doing the best you can. This is a really unusual and difficult situation for many of us. Let's see if we can do this with kindness. So, Your area of expertise is relationships, sex, intimacy, passion, connection. (laughs) I want to share without being too specific. Mm. Mama has shared with our community recently the, the very different ways that her and her partner are responding to what's happening in the world in terms of intimacy and sex. Mm. She's getting to the end of the day and feeling completely drained. She's holding space for a breastfeeding baby, for a toddler at home, for life. And so she does not feel like that intimate connection at the end of the day. However, her partner on the other side is feeling it in a completely different way. He wants that connection. It's a stress relief. He needs that grounding connection at the end of the day. So let's talk about when we're in a situation like this, how do we navigate this really important part of our relationship? Yeah. Where do we start with this? Yeah, such a good question. And, you know, and again, I want to say that that is so normal because we will all have, we'll all have different responses and different emotional responses to what's going on in the world right now. And it's going to have a different impact on our sex life as well. For some people, absolutely the heightened stress is going to just have their, their libido or their interest in sex completely disappear. Uh, For other people, it will be a way that they look to kind of soothe and calm their anxiety and kind of blow off um, some of the steam that's going on. So whichever way your libido might be impacted right now, I want to say that that's normal uh, and it's absolutely to be expected. So obviously, if you and your partner have kind of gone the same way in your libido, that's totally, um, well, that's going to be a little bit easier 
to deal with. And so for you, if you if your libidos have both disappeared and you're kind of wondering, my God, does this mean something about our relationship? Is this ever going to come back? I want to say to you that, that yes, just know we go through these fluctuations and at a time of heightened stress and anxiety, that's really that's really normal and your libido likely will come back once we kind of pass this crisis point. But if you and your partner have found that you've gone opposite ways or perhaps that there was already a mismatch in your libidos and that has become even bigger uh, with this, this challenging time that we're facing at the moment, there are some things that you can do around that. And my advice here is, is a little bit different to the advice that I was norm- I would normally give because we are in exceptional circumstances. It is going to be really hard for for many of you to kind of reignite that libido right now. We know that stress can have a really detrimental impact on libido. We know that feeling tired can have a detrimental impact on libido. But we know that too much closeness and familiarity, you know, and, and not enough space and distance and mystery can have a detrimental impact on libido. And if you're in the house with your partner, all day every day there's not a lot of mystery and space going on right now (laughs) it's a really good point I hadn't thought of it like that that we do need we need to go away and have our own space to then be able to come back to connect so if that space isn't there and I know this is one thing that you really wanted to share with my mama community is Mm -hmm. this how do we get the time and space we need right now so that it doesn't feel like they're on top of you all the time and not in a good way (laughs) yes yes how do we do this such a good point and and you know and everything is kind of imperfect right now so you uh you know you may still not be able to get the time and space you need but this is about kind of mitigating that as best we can so do look for space where you can get it that might mean working from separate rooms you know it might actually mean um uh, one of my clients decided to go and work in the bathroom. That was just the way that that she could get away from her partner. It was the only quiet space in the house. Um, I've suggested just going into the car for people, just whatever you can do to create a little bit of physical distance and just know that you might need to set boundaries with each other as well, but it's okay to say to your partner, look, I do just need a little bit of time for myself right now, or I really need to focus on this for the next hour. Can we have an agreement that, that I won't be interrupted, that you won't, you know, interrupt me to ask for what's for lunch or to ask me a question just for this hour. And then after that, we'll, we'll take a break. Mm. And, uh, and, and to perhaps take it in terms of managing the, the children as well. So it doesn't feel like both of you are constantly being interrupted or that one of you is being interrupted, that you take it in turns. Okay, it's your turn for the next, you know, two hours, then, then I'll take a turn. So you're getting space like that as well. And you're not always trying to do everything, uh, all of you together. I love that. It really has to be this communication around who needs what. I know my husband and I have really had some conversations around this in the last week and just being really honest when we're at capacity and almost tapping out. We're talking about it in that sense, like 
I seem to be okay in the mornings. I have a bigger capacity to manage that space of three kids in my work. But then by the nighttime, my tolerance and my capacity for it really starts to wane. And and we've now and and this is probably something, Asaya, that we have been struggling with being honest and open about for a long time and as you said these things come to the surface more in this situation but it's actually allowed us sorry about the banging my uh my son is jumping downstairs so this (laughs) this is what happens when you record a podcast when everyone's in the house together um it's allowed us to have conversations that probably could have been had a long time ago so it's a good thing for us in the sense of I can now easily say to him without feeling bad, I, I, I'm done, I, I can't do this, you're going to have to step in here for me. And he does it at other times as well. And that, as I said, is a conversation we really have been dancing around for a long time. I think it's going to be greatly beneficial for our relationship, but we had to have the conversation. Absolutely. And I think that is such a great point. I think for many relationships, this is going to be a make or break. And my hope for people in their relationships is that this is the make time for their relationships. This is where they have the opportunity to have the conversations that they haven't been having, where they have the time to focus on their relationship a little bit more and just to sort out some of the things that have been going on so they come out of this stronger. Uh, And I think that you've made a really important point about communication because for me, this is really like the cornerstone of relationships. If we can start to understand each other and understand each other's needs, uh, we then start to find different solutions that we can't necessarily see straight away. And so this is a a conversation to have around, you know, intimacy and, and sexual desire as well, is to really understand from each other what what does it mean for you when we have intimacy? What are your needs? Uh, about this particular this particular subject what are your emotions so you know you're explaining to to your partner how you kind of reach your reach your point of of not being able to deal with it anymore having that conversation around intimacy might kind of look like asking you know well how does it feel for you when when I do say no or sharing that you know, I actually feel guilty when when you want intimacy and, and I don't feel up for it because often we haven't understood the deeper issues that are going on for each other around a particular topic. Mm. Something that completely changed my understanding of all of this a few years ago was when I learned about the feminine energy and how we really need uh to turn it on, (laughs) really, Um, and not in the sense of physically turning it on, but almost mentally and emotionally and energetically. And what this meant for me is that, okay, so you've been in production mode all day, you're managing the kids' schoolwork, you're managing lunches, you're doing this and you're doing that, you're taking it in turns to fit your work in, whatever it is that your day has looked like. And then at the end of the day, the kids are finally, finally, finally asleep. And this is now meant to be you are turned on, you are ready to connect. You know, even if it's not sexually, it's just I'm ready to connect 
intimately with my partner. I'm ready to have that conversation. I'm ready to hold his hand on the couch. I'm ready to put my head on his chest while we watch TV, whatever that is. That doesn't work. We need space first to step out of that very masculine way of thinking, step out of that doing energy to now just slow our whole selves down to be ready to receive and to connect and when I got that, Asaya, a couple of years ago, and I, Marianne Williamson shared this, um, it was one of her teachings, she said it takes 20 minutes of active, active uh, energy to switch over to that. Yeah. So that means going and taking 20 minutes for yourself, changing out of your clothes, washing your face, having a bath, putting some oils on, pouring yourself a glass of wine. It's not doing the washing up and checking Facebook and then getting into bed. We really need to be aware of this more than ever now. That that to connect with our partner, we're going to need some space to turn off that that organising thought process and energy and switch back into this soft receiving connecting energy mm-hmm. I feel such a difference in my body even when you're talking about that when you talk Me about too. doing the dishes and, and checking Facebook I'm like oh that is not sexy but when you talk about being soft and taking time for ourselves like I actually feel my body it just my whole body starts to soften when when you say that and I feel like actually a calming of my nervous system mm. And that's and that's what we need to say to mamas really, isn't it, is that this isn't about uh, being a superwoman and doing it all, yeah. including making sure that you're connecting with your partner, but first honour you and your needs and then see what you need with your partner. Absolutely. And I think you and I have had this conversation before about how women, (laughs) you know, we often put ourselves last, but that, that has an impact on everyone. And so as women, when we take care of ourselves and when we're coming from a different space, then that changes our relationship. Um, And, you know, and it, and it changes the entire family. So absolutely, you know, when sex especially becomes like another doing thing, it loses its fun, it loses its enjoyment. And and that might seem like, oh, it's a really good solution or it's a really good short-term solution. If I just do this, then it will take the pressure off and everyone will be happy. But it isn't a long-term solution because you're not doing it in a way that you really enjoy, where your needs are really taken care of, where you're really able to receive, as you say, and receive pleasure. And so eventually uh, women kind of get tired of just doing something as a kind of obligation to make their partner happy. So if you are going to engage Um, intimately with your partner and it can be such a beautiful way to connect and de-stress and all of those things when we're in the right state to do it do it do it in a way that works for you as well Mm. Mm. there's also that it's coming to my mind around the five love languages Mm. and using this time to communicate with your partner that intimacy to me right now is your support with the kids. You know, intimacy 
right now is your words of affection and appreciation of how much I'm doing to help you with your work. You know, this is our chance to communicate our needs beyond the physical. Can you talk to us about how to do that? Yeah, I, I think that this is such a, an incredible opportunity to really work on our connection and our deeper understanding of each other. I think, um, you know, this time is going to open a lot of people's eyes to what it's like to be with the kids mm-hmm. inside the house all day, <laughs> what it's like to try to get work done and manage lunches and, and all of these things. Um, it's also an opportunity to discover more about your partner. And so this isn't necessarily the time to be working on having, you know, more amazing sex or more sex, but actually to be connecting in a deeper way. So I absolutely think that that the five love languages are a really, really useful tool um, for, for couples to understand how does each other feel loved, what really makes the difference to each of you, and to have conversations about that. To, to really start to understand each other more during this time. Um, and, and it's really small things that can make a difference. Like I, I know I, f- I feel like I've been saying this for such a long time, but, but now more than ever, you know, we don't necessarily have the ability or the capacity to do really big things like go out on a date or, you know, organize or all of these big things, but it's actually the little things that can make a difference. And, and you're right, maybe it's sharing appreciation words of affirmation with each other. Maybe it still is making a point to just sit down and have 15 minutes together uh, where you're you're giving each other quality time. And so you're really just checking in without the kids there. How are you doing? Like, you know, tell me about, tell me about your day. Tell me about how you're doing emotionally today. Um, Or having a conversation about something something fun, something that isn't even related to to the immediate circumstances. It's certainly a great time to do acts of service for each other where you're really working as a team um, and helping each other out. And and also even just small little things to, to bring you into greater connection, like a hug, like eye contact, um, like holding each other's hands. Those little gestures are going to go a really long way at a time like this. Mm. you're actually creating, uh, is it 21 days, and a, a way for couples to make sure that this part of their lives is not lost in this stressful time. What, what will that involve? Yeah, so um, so I'm 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 starting it for twenty eight for for twenty one days. Um, you know, we know it takes twenty one days to form a habit, and and so much can change when we commit to something for just twenty one days. So what I will be sharing with couples is. Um, Firstly, a Facebook group where they can get support, but also where they get one little activity to do with their partner each day that really is aimed at helping to bring the connection and intimacy back to their relationship, but to do it in a really fun and playful way because I think a lot of us are feeling that kind of heaviness and stress and tension at the moment. And, you know, and we also know that fun and playfulness, one, it helps buffer us against stress, but it also has a really positive impact on our sexual interest 
as well as the relationship. So I'll be sharing just one little exercise that you can do each day, like sharing appreciation with your partner, like talking about the time that you first met and kind of reminiscing about your first impressions of each other and and maybe things that you didn't know about, um, you know, what you thought of each other during that time, Um, sharing different ways that you feel loved by each other or some of your favourite memories as well. So it's really building on those positives as a way to to just make a difference to your connection right now oh I love that idea I love it because again these are all things that our relationship are probably craving anyway and you know just to take a moment to talk about the bigger purpose of what's happening I really do believe with every core of my being that this is a correction of so many ways that we were out of alignment we were misaligned to who we really are we were chasing the things that were actually making us sick and burnt out we were not valuing the right things in our life so imagine and I say this to everybody who's listening imagine if this could be the time that you heal parts of your relationship that needed attention. Imagine if this could be the turning point for your relationship. How beautiful. Yeah, I have goosebumps all over me when when I hear you say that because I, I wholeheartedly believe that as well, that, I, you know, more than ever I think we're realising there was so much we had that we took for granted, um, that we're really starting to look at what's important in our lives. What do we really want to put our attention on? And, you know, our relationships are one of those things. And I, and I really do believe that while this could be a challenging time and will be a challenging time for many couples, that we are going to see many relationships come out of this stronger than they ever were by just giving it a little bit more attention right now. Mm, I'm going to hold that intention. I'm going to hold the belief that so many relationships are going to find their strength again through this. Yes. Yes. Thank you. I will share how to join this 21-day focus on you and your partner in the show notes. But as always, you are such a gift to be able to talk about this in such a beautiful and powerful way, Asaya. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I found that really comforting and inspiring. My own relationship is changing on a daily basis. Some days are great and I feel like we're a team and other days, not at all. But what I have noticed is that we're having raw and honest conversations about what I need and what he needs more than we ever have. And I hope and I know that that's only going to make us stronger. If you want support and guidance and ideas to keep your relationship thriving during lockdown and beyond, please click on the link in the show notes to go to Isaiah McKinney's website and join her free program. And as always, share with your mama friends. Let's support each other and have these conversations. Until next time, Satnam.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.